2: Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Tuesday, September the 19th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 932 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. We've got another great show for you here today as we are, uh, uh, you know, just wrapping up week 2 of the NFL, what week 3 of college football. We are deep in the season of high school football and we're going to be getting to a bunch of that here in a little bit. But uh joining us in less than 20 minutes, he's our regular Tuesday guest. He's the news editor of the Carteret County News Times and carolinacoastonline.com and he is our resident NBA and uh hoops expert. Although I don't think we're going to get, be able to get into uh, a lot of uh of NBA and such because there's just really not a lot of it going on right now. It's for the first time all year it seems like it's a downtime. There's no oh, I was going to say Olympics, there's no uh international basketball going on. There is uh uh NBA preseason still what? Another 3 4 weeks away from beginning. And uh, but we're still going to talk to him anyway because he's a big Dallas Cowboys fan. He has a lot to be happy about with what they've done in the first uh, couple of weeks of the NFL season. I got to tell you, and they, people who know me well know uh, what I'm getting ready to say. Uh, actually, it hurts my heart a little bit, but um, I'm not a Dallas fan. But I think they're the best team in football right now in in the NFL. I mean, definitely their defense is the best, and uh, heck, even their offense—70 points. Through two weeks of the season against both New York teams, I gotta tell you, and, and I this is what's going to be awesome about this too is uh, it's Richard Clark. I should tell you that he's the news editor for the Carteret County News Times, Online dot com. Richard Clark, and uh, he is so nervous that we're going to jinx his Cowboys, which. Uh, between me and you, I guess I am trying to do a little bit, but, uh, we'll, we'll be talking to him about all that. That's going to be in less than 20 minutes from right now. Well, good morning there. Huh? <laughs> What's good. Uh, come back through and put some headphones on when you come back through. Okay. Uh, uh, Linda is hurting animals <laughs> this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Our our executive producer, she's not executive producing the show. She's ex- executive producing animals right now, which is awesome. But uh, but Rich, Rich will be joining us here in less than 20 minutes. And then joining us in our second hour, he's going to be a first-time guest to the show. Very excited about this. Was messaging with him last night. It's Phil Constantino. He's the Assistant Athletics Director for Broadcasting and Strategic Communication for Gardner-Webb University. He does their basketball I think he helps out some with uh with football too and other sports. But uh that is the program, Gardner Webb University that is facing ECU Saturday at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. So we're gonna get a little uh we're gonna get a little uh, update from him about this uh Gardner Webb team that is coming in this uh this Saturday to uh take on our pirates. Man, you're gonna go all the way to the big chair. I like it. Well open that window while you're back there, okay? Yeah, yeah. well, no, uh, open the blinds. Good Lord. No, open it so uh, the cat can run in and out. You know that would make him just extremely happy, okay? There you go. Put some headphones on. Um, But those are our guests for today. We're going to have Richard Clark, like I said, here in the first hour in about 15 minutes. And then we're going to have uh, Phil Constantino uh, from Gardner-Webb. So there you go. We've, we're going to have a good show for the people out there today.
0: Yeah, sounds hey. like it.
2: <laughs> Uh, those are some ridiculous pajamas you've got. I on.
0: like them. They got my animals on. Yeah,
2: we've talked about it. there. It's like leopards and tigers, and I sunglasses. think there's a sloth, and they're all wearing sunglasses.
0: Not all. The yeah. sloth isn't.
2: Well, the sloth right there up there is under your uh, left sun- armpit.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. That is a sloth. It
0: is. Yeah.
2: We've got to take a no. picture of this and put it online, just so no, people not can. Yeah, not right now. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, I got I, the reason I wanted you to come on because you know I just took Molly out as uh-huh. I do before the show starts, and uh, you know the the Virginia lady that walks that walks every day, and yeah. I think she's now walking twice a day because I see her when I'm in here getting the wow. show ready, uh-huh. and then I see her like if, when I'm working here in the afternoon I'll see her walk by too. I mean the woman is in better shape than you and I, and she's yeah. probably twenty years older. Yeah. Well, here's what's frustrating: I, we talk, and uh, she's like, "What are you doing up so early?" <laughs> I'm like, "You walk by my house." In the six to seven o'clock hour every morning, I said, "I, I have a radio show." You do? Hey. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." You see that sign right there in my <laughs> yard? This yeah. is. Well, I did not know. Then Stormy comes walking up and rubs up against her as we're sitting, standing there talking. She was. What did she call? Him? She didn't call him Stormy. I wish she, she's like. She's such a good cat. And I said, "Well, for starters, that's Stormy. He, He's a male cat." Yeah. He comes out and greets me almost every morning. Oh,
0: wow. How
2: That's cool sleep. is that? Yeah,
0: he's gotten used to her.
2: I guess so, because, mm-hmm. you know, because he's out there all day. Yeah. You do know I had to put his kitty bud out there at uh, like 1245 this morning. I was
0: wondering. Morning. I couldn't sleep from 2 to 4. And I was going, where is
2: well, you should have woke me up because uh, we should let everybody know Stormy, he's just an awesome cat. He is, he is an awesome cat, but, but he's an. Out, I was about to say he's an inside-outside cat. He's really mm-hmm. an outside-inside yeah. cat. I think he spends as much time outside, and he goes to our neighbor's houses, and they feed him and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just He's got that kind of personality. Yeah. But it, usually, here lately, it's been about, what, in the 4 o'clock hour, he'll wake yeah. us up. Well, either you or I, he'll wake us up, and mm-hmm. we have to take him outside. It was 12.45 this morning. Mm. He's, st- he's sitting at down at the edge of the bed just meow, meow. I think there was a party. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, there was a party deeper. outside. And he just, I, and I get up and I'm like, I can't believe it. I said, do you know what time it is? And he went meow. And I said, it's too early. And he goes
0: meow. So anyway.
2: <laughs> he's
0: arguing with
2: you. He was arguing with me. So anyway, I take his kitty butt outside and he runs outside. And he was there all morning until I just took Molly out about, what, mm-hmm. about 6.15 or 6.20 or whatever. Yep. So uh, just just letting you know that uh, your, your cat was out all night. And then did you just let him back out again? Oh,
0: yeah, because he was scratching to get out of the bedroom. <laughs>
2: Jeez.
0: I love him. So how's
2: wedding planning going?
0: Oh, my God. Okay, so that's why I was awake from 2 to 4. <laughs> oh, really? There. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> and so... Um, It's going great. Um, We need to make an appointment with some pl- people and go meet them. And our two wedding planners are going to help us and go with us. Wait a
2: minute. I knew we had one wedding planner. We now have two wedding yes,
0: planners? Yes, my sister-in-law, Biget.
2: Is she, that the French version of BJ? Yes,
0: it is. No, it's the Spanish. BJ? Um, one of the instructors at LCC is a Spanish teacher, and that's what she calls her.
2: BJ. <laughs>
0: BJ. Okay, I, I
2: think you're going to have to start. Con- we're having trouble with deciding where we're going to take our honeymoon.
0: Yes, we are.
2: I mean, not that it's. I mean, mm-hmm. t- I was talking to John about this last night, and uh, John mm-hmm. Dawson was like, hey, yeah, I know this is first first world problems or whatever, yeah. but but <laughs> we've been together six years now, Linda. Mm-hmm. Linda. Excuse me, Linda Lou.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We've been everywhere. We,
0: we have, we
2: have, we really have. We're I mean, we've pieces. been on the baseball baseball tour
0: uh-huh.
2: of what of uh, of uh, Detroit and where else did we go on that trip? We went.
0: Oh my god. Um. 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 Um.
2: Because my oh, brain is just pretty
0: Pittsburgh Pirates. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Did we go to Cleveland? We went to Cleveland. Yeah, yep, we did. Because we, cause did. we, we went yeah. To Cleveland. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Detroit. Uh, you too. Yeah, we saw you. We, mm-hmm. We've seen you two mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, and we've uh, well, we we went to Alaska. Do you remember the Alaska yes. trip? Yes,
0: that was epic. Well, <laughs> well, it was. was epic. It was yeah, epic. Just... Uh,
2: we went there. We've been on what four cruises together or three uh-huh, cruises? Four, four, I think four. four cruises. Three. We've been to Disney four uh-huh. times. We've been, we've, I mean, we've been blessed. Hey, we've been yes, to DC multiple times. We've been to oh, Baltimore yeah. a couple of times, I and mean, we've been. We've never done Atlanta. Well, I want to do Atlanta at some point, not mm-hmm. for not for a honeymoon. I want
0: to do Niagara Falls, but not in the winter.
2: No, not in the winter. Mm-hmm. But we're having, like, first world problems right now. Although, uh, why won't you look at me when I'm talking? Oh, you're working. I'm working. God, she's... No, we should let people back. know. And people who, like it, Michael Martin, who's listening right now, and mm-hmm. uh, other people that have been in here. Our, my studio is is also... It's half and half, essentially. Uh, it's her... Uh, uh, you're crafting, crafting. Thank mm-hmm. you, thing. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word crafting, mm-hmm. but it's her crafts. It's my studio, but she's over there working on craft. Well, she stopped now, but she was working yeah. on crafts while we're talking. It, it was trou- a little.
0: I got trouble.
2: I mean. Yeah, it was a little disconcerting because you weren't yeah. looking at me. But anyway, um but we're having trouble with because well, we'd originally said let's go to Hawaii. <laughs> Neither mm-hmm. one of us have been to Hawaii before. And we right. thought that would be a great honeymoon. You know, mm-hmm. I mean Hawaii. You know. Yeah. And, but man, just the time we're getting married on December 30th, which means we we'll would be flying out the next morning, December 30th, thir- mm-hmm. Sunday, December the 31st. Yeah. And then getting back a week later. Cause right. I mean, if you're going, but I didn't, I guess I just didn't realize, I mean, common sense would dictate if you're going to Hawaii, there's going to be a, uh, oh, Spence just kicked in and said Europe. I have said that actually. Yeah. You don't like that idea, do you?
0: No, <laughs> I don't like going overseas.
2: Have, how many times you been overseas?
0: England,
2: oh yeah, that's right, you have England. been to England, my bad Well, you could visit your homeland
0: I'd love to go to England,
2: hey anybody else hey uh, Pam Sheffield, tell us where we should go on our honeymoon, Hit okay us up. yeah, yeah, Spence said Europe, okay, but anyway, but back to the Hawaii thing, we were thinking about Hawaii, but golly the there's just a the travel there I mean if you're only doing a week, change. exactly, six time zones over. So yeah. right now, as we're doing the show live, it's 7-11 a.m. If you listen to our 3 o'clock broadcast, of course, that is what it is. But as we're doing the show live right now, it's 7-11 here. Mm-hmm. It's one eleven in the morning in Hawaii right now. Mm-hmm. We'd just be going to bed right now. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're, okay. we're not young pups anymore. Yeah. But anyway, and, but still, it's six-hour difference. On top of that, when you travel there, it's not that big of a deal. But when you come back... The earliest flight now this was a Delta I'm not and I Southwest doesn't even fly there, mm-hmm. uh, which is my two big uh, airlines that I fly with. I guess I'm gonna have to look at somebody else. But uh, the earliest flight you can get out of uh, Honolulu is like one fifty five in the afternoon.
0: Mm-hmm. That's crazy.
2: You can't get like a red eye, mm-hmm. you know, one a.m. flight out of there and arrived back in North Carolina in a reasonable time. It was like one fifty-five, and then that's one fifty-five p.m., and then you're getting back into North Carolina like at 6 o'clock in the morning. So, or it mm-hmm. Actually, it was later than that. It was 8 or 9 yeah. o'clock. And I don't know, man. And
0: you had a good point. Um, once we got there, by the time we got adjusted to the time change, it'd be time to come back.
2: I think, I don't know. Uh, give us some ideas here, listeners. We've got to figure mm-hmm. out what we're going to do. Uh, but... We do have. Well, she's been a guest here on the show before, even though she's got a little COVID going through her house yeah. right now. But yeah. uh, your friend and mine, uh, Jennifer Turlington, right? Is, is she's on the mission? Okay. Yeah. So I was and then you came up. It was you that came up with the idea of Vegas.
0: Vegas. But see, and- I'm going
2: to be in Vegas. What? Three week? Two. Is it two weeks or three weeks? Three weeks from uh, this Friday. In
0: October. Yeah, yeah
2: October yeah. or the weekend of October That's 13th. Because right. they're going to go see the band U2 in yeah. concert. Woo! Woo-hoo. Very excited about it. Jonathan and I are going yeah. to, as, as listeners of the show know, we've been uh, bragging about that for a mm-hmm. minute now. So, uh, but we're going to be in uh, in Vegas in three weeks. But we're only spending like three nights. I mean, yeah. we're not well, the 13th, 14th, and 15th. So, yeah, we're, we'll. but we're going to go see U2 and all that. I'm not opposed to Vegas, especially Vegas over, think about it, over New Year, but I just think that would be selfish for me because uh, if we go to Vegas on our honeymoon, I'm going to want to sit in a sports book, especially for a couple of days there because yeah. we'll be there for New Year's Day games, uh-huh. which is going to be exciting. We'll be there for a whole slew of, uh what, is week 17 of the NFL I guess we could go to uh you know, you wanna go to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. We could do that and then uh the Hoover Dam, which right. is amazing. I'd love to. Yeah, you can't jump off the Hoover Dam now. I know I you don't wanna go plan swimming. To. Oh okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a big drop. Yes. Yeah. So I mean I guess that's still in the thing and then Jennifer the little bit, we were messaging yesterday. She was saying we should do like an all inclusive like Jamaican or uh Caribbean kind of thing. So what what are you leaning towards right now?
0: I'm still leaning towards Vegas and, um, all inclusive. That big, that big, um, Grand bunch Canyon. Of rocks. Yeah.
2: yeah. Big lunchbox?
0: Bunch of rocks. <laughs> she food. said lunch box. <laughs> <a> big lunchbox. <coughs> yeah, because I'd like to keep it. Because you've never
2: been to Vegas, right?
0: Right. Okay. And, and the Grand Canyon and Hoover Dam.
2: Well, we'd have to rent a car, obviously, which is mm-hmm. no problem. But I, that would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. So. So, have we pretty much knocked Hawaii out then? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, we'll do that when we've got – kind of like time. what we did with uh, our engagement trip yes. where we had 17 days off. Yes. Maybe we'll try to do that. Because uh, I think if you go to Hawaii, you got to spend 10 or 11 days. Yeah. Molly's mad at us. She's laying in the hall not even looking at us because she's like, I bet you're not taking me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoops. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So, anyway, well, good. Well, I just wanted to give everybody an update. I think, you know, uh, if there's one thing I've learned about radio, it's like the Howard Stern thing. Mm-hmm. People want to know what's going on in here. Well, I'm just saying, no, we're not Howard Stern. Although we both share the same birthday. Did you know that?
0: You and Howard?
2: Howard oh. Stern. Had, well, we weren't born the same day here yeah. and everything, but we both have a January 12th birthday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with me and Chris Hatcher. And did you know, I got to tell you this too, man, I'm, I know I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I think I've mentioned it here on the show. Very, very honored. That Coach George Whitfield is going to be inducting me into his Hall of Fame on, right. uh, in January. Ironically, on my birthday, on uh-huh. January 12th, yes. 2024, which I'm very blessed for. I'm hanging out with Mike Martin uh, at the uh Wood Ducks game, the playoff game the other day, and he was talking about it, and it came up, and he said, you know Chris Hatcher's being inducted in that, too.
0: Oh, nice. So I'm going to be
2: inducted same. And guess what? His birthday is January twelfth. Oh my god! So he's going to be inducted on his birthday too. So hmm. myself and Chris Hatcher are, are going to both be inducted into the we George Whitfield Hall birthday of Fame. Birthday
0: cake for dessert.
2: Cake. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Not okay.
0: cupcakes.
2: Not. Cu- I don't like cupcakes.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> I know it's it's a it's a it's a it's strange, and I'm strange.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, did you um okay changing the subject? Again. I like changing the subject, yeah. it's cool. Did you notice me walking down the hall without limping?
2: Oh my god, yeah. no, I, I guess I didn't. You I didn't, yeah, I that's fine. what
0: I was pointing out. But but oh, the cats I thought you were away. pointing at your butt, yeah. so
2: I was watching your no, butt as baby, you were walking no down baby. the hall,
0: but the animals <laughs> went my way, and then you know they were taking over all the um <coughs> attention.
2: <laughs> I thought you were pointing at your butt, no, sweet. <laughs> Well, you that's what I was watching, okay? Yeah. Okay. In the interest of full disclosure. Yeah. There you go. No, we should, we should let people know what you're talking about. You couldn't even walk yesterday, uh, no. your knee was hurting so bad, and yeah. you went and saw your doctor, and they gave you a cortisone shot. So you're ready to go out and run a half marathon now, right? Nope. <laughs> Greg Clemens just jumped in. I'm glad you reminded me about that. Great. Check this out. You know, we were at the game the other day, which you didn't go to because yeah. you had another baby shower to go to on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And uh, Greg Clemens is sitting in front of me at the Historic Ranger Stadium for the playoff game. And somehow, I don't even remember how it came up, but he was talking about how the first time he remembered crying at a sporting event. You know when it was? No. When the Jets beat the beat his Baltimore Colts in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl three, which what day was that? The Dang day I was born, oh January 12, 1969.
0: That's a big day. It was
2: a big day. And that's the first time uh-huh. that Greg Clemens remembered crying, ever crying at a sporting event. So, how yeah, crazy is that? That's very That crazy. he cried the day I was born.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Well, so thank
2: you, Mr. Clemens. By the way, he sent us his uh, addresses and. Uh, yeah, I need them. Uh, yeah, for uh, our we'll funny invitations. I will. I will. Or how about if I just text them to you?
0: Text them to me. That'd be
2: there great. you go. Like, okay. Put it in the list. Well, we're getting ready to get uh, Richard Clyde. We, You and I have burned 20 minutes together.
0: That is so cool. I was thinking I was going to tell you something else, too.
2: Well, hold, go ahead. You got, uh, you got a couple think minutes. I
0: of it now because um, it was all about me. And then, you <laughs> that, know, you did never did make and, anything about me. I
2: know. Oh, the
0: baby shower. The baby shower that I went to this past Sunday was for my beautiful niece, Cameron and Luke Stallmaker.
2: I got to tell you, I've been to a lot of weddings, mm-hmm. and I have, and you yeah. have, too spence said there are better ways to burn 20 minutes what uh, oh uh, oh i think he might have been being dirty there
0: uh, i probably sh- wasn't supposed
2: to i probably wasn't supposed to read that over the air yeah <laughs> was that spence
0: i gotta call you make an appointment today oh yeah
2: yeah yeah because yeah, uh, hey let's talk about spence automotive real quick because yeah. you were going to call him to get because you've got to get your brakes changed right what else there was something else too. Uh, the
0: uh, maintenance required light is on
2: Okay, and guess what you're going to do? You're going to call Spence Automotive because that's where you get your car service. And it's where our listeners should go, too. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone Building next to the Piggly, Wiggly, and Big Lots spence automotive is owned by local sports riding legend keith spence and is open monday through saturday at 7 30 a.m so he's got 11 minutes to get up i bet he's open right now though yeah you know probably, how he is yeah. he's always out there early anyway mm-hmm. but uh listen spence Automotive takes care of all of linda's car care needs yeah all of my car care needs mm-hmm. all of richard clark's car care yeah. needs
0: doesn't paul bring his
2: uh, he drives all the way yeah. down from garner think about it there's a mechanic or two up in wake county you okay know there is but he drives all the way from Wake County mm-hmm. to see Keith Spence because yeah. Keith is just that cool of a dude on top of it too. Spence is going to be doing uh, color analysis for uh, the football game oh, this Friday nice. night. Yep. For the Parrot Academy game. Yeah. Because uh, Coach Jimmy Smith is going to be up in Charlottesville for the NC State at Virginia game. Wow,
0: okay. Yep, on
2: Saturday. So Keith Spence is going to be doing uh, analysis for us.
0: He does Scott's cars.
2: He does Scott's car- mm-hmm. cars? Car, car, car. <laughs> I was like, wait, car. what? It's one car. Uh, give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service when you need new tires, tell him that the Brian Hanks Show Linda Whittington, Keith uh, Key Spence. Of course, Keith Spence tells you to. Uh, everybody else. Uh, Jason Bryant. Jason Bryant goes to Spence Automotive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, everybody, take your car to Spence Automotive and tell Mickey him. Wetherington.
0: Mickey Weatherington.
2: Mickey <laughs> Weatherington. That's I right. I need so. to get him back here on the show, too. And, I mean, probably.
0: I want to go here him sing. I haven't been able to the last few times we've been invited. Well, October
2: 21st, you're definitely going because that's Brad Fence.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. And
2: he's the opening band. Nice. Uh, so we're excited about that, but thank you, Keith. I know I should not read everything that Keith Spence texts me. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> no.
0: okay. You gotta go talk to Richard. I gotta. Go <clears> get I gotta get ready talk to work. Richard. You
2: gotta get ready for work. I'm glad your knee is feeling better. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So
2: Hawaii is out. Yes. So the leading contenders right now then are Vegas.
0: Uh
2: huh. I like the all inclusive thing in somewhere in the Caribbean. Although yeah. you and I, neither we should let people know we're not beach people. We're just yeah. Not, we're not. I don't like sand. <laughs> so, so we're gonna go spend thousands of dollars to go sit at a beach yeah that's for, why
0: that's why i said vegas and
2: hey the vegas golden knights are uh the I hockey team i them. wouldn't mind seeing them too
0: yes linda whittington just said
2: <laughs> i wouldn't
0: mind seeing them that's
2: awesome okay okay let's make a deal then do i get a? Uh, I will tell you let's get rich up here on the line too with us too because uh, this will okay. be good uh this will be good fodder for him too yeah, where's
0: he going on his honeymoon
2: he's because he isn't getting you know what i love it let's get him up here on the line we'll find out i'm calling him right now but uh i I like the idea of vegas i mean I, i i gotta tell you now i'm leaning into it a little bit harder and joining us on the spence automotive guest line right now yes you're being ambushed here richard clark Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: hey,
2: Linda Whittington's on the line with us, and we're we've been spending the last fifteen minutes just catching everybody up with our lives and how we're trying to decide if we're going to. We've 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 ruled out Hawaii, dude. We're we're not going to Hawaii. <laughs> or, well, we were, not dude. We were thinking about going to Hawaii on our honeymoon, but then it's like, dude, all the time it takes to fly out and all the time it takes to fly back, you literally lose not two days, Rich. You lose three days in all. In all honesty, dude. So now we're leaning yeah. towards Vegas, and then I said something about Rich, and then Linda wanted to ask you. Go ahead, Linda. Where are you going on your honeymoon? Uh,
1: I have no idea. Probably, if I had to guess, it's probably going to end up being Okinawa.
2: That's where his wife or his oh, fiancee
0: from. Nice.
2: And I knew. Tell. I mean, that dude. Talk. Now that would be a great vacation, dude. Or yeah, it's or pretty honeymoon. nice over there
1: by all accounts. So yes. It would be nice. You guys should look at like Dominican Republic or somewhere like that down there.
2: Uh, she's shaking her head. No, dude, here's the thing, which is crazy. I'm so weird. We're not. Well, we're not beach people. Believe yeah. it or not, dude. I mean, I'm just not a beach person, man. I don't. I, really- look,
1: I get it. I, I completely understand. I'm a house cat, so I don't want to <laughs> well, be out there either.
2: What do you think about this? And this was her idea, and mm-hmm. it wasn't even me giving it to mm-hmm. her. Rich, Vegas.
1: Oh, Vegas always works in a pinch.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vegas, I mean, dude, I could, and if we would be going, we'd be flying out on December 31st, so I'd get to be there for all the January 1st bowl games. I'd get to sit in a sports book and drink drinky drinks and you know, eat and lose and a lot of money. <laughs> and yeah. Lose a lot of money. Well, I got to tell you, I pride myself on this. Dude, whether it's a casino or a sports book. I give myself a limit, dude. And if being a honeymoon, I'd probably say I don't even know five hundred dollars, maybe, and that would be my. And you know what? If I lose that five hundred dollars, guess what, dude? Then I'm walking around Vegas with my pockets out. You know, uh, checking out the sights around Vegas. You know.
1: Yeah, looking for a mouth, looking for a free buffet somewhere. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: hey baby we gotta eat mcdonald's <laughs> is that is that your impression of me Oops,
2: Yeah. wow do it again that, that's something there uh, i want to hear it again what was it again
0: hey baby we gotta eat mcdonald's tonight <laughs> <laughs>
2: God. i don't know should i be proud or should i be mad britch I'd probably be proud, I guess. Hey, can I do my Rich impression? And it, it's, no, This is my impression of John Dawson doing his impression of Richard Clark. Ready? Morning, dog. How you doing, dog? It's good to do. <laughs> hey. Wait a, minute. I got, wait a minute. I got to still go down like two more levels. we go hello, dog. How you doing, man? It is good. Talking. Mm. Yeah, I, I owe Dawson for that. Yeah, he, he don't, dude. I cannot tell you at least once a week he he breaks out his Richard Clark impression and mm. and it's actually pretty good, man. It's pretty good.
1: If you say so, I'm a happy get job.
2: Yeah, you are okay, uh, Linda. <laughs> would you like to say goodbye?
0: Um, did we ask him? What-
2: yeah, he said Okinawa.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. God. All right. That was fun. Have a great day, yeah. Richard. Have a good day. All
2: right. You go. When, are you, when, when are you guys going on your honeymoon? Uh, December 31st is when we'll fly out, and we're either going to come back January 7th or 8th, probably, yeah. that Sunday, nice. Monday, uh, a week later. So I got to tell you, uh, like like what we said, we've got Jennifer Turlington on it. She's, our, she's the uh, uh, vacation planner to the stars, mm-hmm. and uh, so – she she's one have suggested something all-inclusive you know i mean where you pay one, i like that idea rich you pay one price i know you know what i'm saying dude you pay one price you go down there and you eat and drink to your heart's content and sleep in every day and uh you know i get to wear my speedo and you know it'll be a lot of fun you know you know do they still have christmas tournaments back in college somewhere that'd be fun yeah but they would be over by then dude i mean you got to think of december 31st of January yeah i guess 7th. you're right about yeah, that they, yeah no, no no it's not a bad idea but uh with us getting no nah, that they, they go to football by new year so you're right what's what are you making that weird face for over there linda
0: i'm stuck on speedo
2: oh i know so so is rich he's probably picturing <laughs> it in his mind's eye right now uh-huh. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> <laughs> well you don't have to worry about eating breakfast now dude
1: No, I'm pretty – no, well, I'm not actually eating breakfast anyway because I got up and made my salad and cut my finger almost in half and now it's bleeding and uh, then left my stuff there because I was trying to get the cut to stop bleeding. So it's been an interesting morning already.
2: Good Lord, dude. Yeah. What what, what were you cutting that you cut your finger so hard?
1: Well, I was cutting celery in my salad, but I wasn't using a cutting board because I couldn't find one because it's 5 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And um, so I was actually holding the celery above the bowl. <laughs> Richard,
2: I, I, don't, I know, I'm man. Not even so gonna say even I'm not going to. I don't think I need to.
1: I, I didn't. I didn't. That's why I, you know it is what it is. I did it. Any, any
2: first aid advice for him over here, Linda? I
0: got nothing. I got
2: nothing. Got nothing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is it? Has it stopped bleeding? Or are you going to fall out halfway through our interview this morning? Yeah,
1: it bled a lot, but I think I'm all right now. <laughs> God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow things yeah. i didn't think we well, talked to rich about yeah.
1: a- and ironically Gwen's just sharper than i like this past weekend so
2: you don't think she's trying was, to that's... tell you anything do you oh i absolutely do <laughs> <laughs> <God>. okay <laughs> say goodbye to linda all
0: right y'all have a great day goodbye
2: all y'all have, have a good day that's uh that's linda thank you so much that was a lot of fun now on the line with us right now he's not got his proper introduction yet it is our good friend, uh, Richard Clark. He's a news editor for the Carteret County News Times, Carolina Coast com, and he's our resident NBA and Hoops expert. And let's just go ahead and knock that 30 seconds out real quick. This is th- maybe the only rare time during the calendar year that there really is no NBA or Hoops or even college basketball. And I know it's all getting ready to gear up here in a few weeks, but i I mean, dude, I swear to God, it feels like we talk about n b a all year round, but really, this is the dead time, isn't it?
1: it is and and but we're like you said, it's getting ready to crank up camps open I think October fifteenth or something like that, so it's getting ready to kick up a year
2: <clears throat> well, I know I just uh with the two players we have here uh there there's Interesting buzz around developments
1: him. with him, yeah. Keep uh, going and going and say to give the lead in.
2: Yeah, uh, with uh, Brandon Ingram. It was just a, an odd way, and I need to get his pops on here or even try to get him here on the show. You know he's the only guy. I mean, I've had Jerry on here. I've had, of course, Reggie and Quentin Copels and all our guys around the neck of the woods. Would you believe in our 932 episodes, we've never had Brandon Ingram on here. Had his dad on wow. here several times. I know, that's a i've tried i can't say that i haven't tried but uh i don't know man that's my new year's resolution for this uh, that's my my uh nba new year's resolution for this year's we are going to have brandon on this show dude and it's not that he's rude or anything just he dude he just he doesn't do a lot of interviews you know
1: well that and the time is probably off you'd probably have to do a tape deal
2: for him you don't think i would (laughs) yeah oh
1: absolutely absolutely (laughs)
2: Although Reggie did come in, Reggie's been in here twice now and sat across from me and autographed his jerseys and everything, man. Dude, by the way, I gotta brag about that, dude. My my autographed jersey collection is uh growing by leaps and bounds around here, dude.
1: That that's great. Yeah. It makes next time you get a three X, let me know.
2: <laughs> dude, how do you wear it? You're you're smaller than I am. I wear a two X and actually I've you know, I've lost enough weight now, dude. I'm down in the two twenties now, man, where I I can actually kind of fit into an XL. It's a little bit snug, but I'm in that weird zone right now, dude, where an XL is just, I mean, I can get in it, but it's a little bit snug. But a 2X looks like I'm wearing a dress, dude. How in the world you are wearing a 3X? I just don't get it, dude.
1: I understand. It's it's because, one, I came up in that era where clothes were big, but I'm not as small as people think I am. I'm 225 pounds.
2: How is so, that even, dude? I'm what I'm like, tw- what nine, ten inches taller than you, dude? And I, I'm two- I get it, <laughs> dude. I'm joking. I'm not, not. You just let that one roll off your back. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even to acknowledge that. I'm like four inches taller than you. Okay, that's it. Uh, and we're the. I don't get how are you, dude? Where? I was about to say where do you hide it, and then I, I thought about a comment that could come in. So let's not go down that road. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But, dude, I just don't get it, man. I mean, again... But
1: yeah. Well, what I don't get is is how small the double Xs and and so forth are these days. Yeah. I wonder what really big guys wear now. Oh, dude, they're because wearing three no four
2: Xs, dude, I would guess. I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess. Because I, I've got... I promise you I've got some two Xs that I don't know how anybody with any real size could wear them because they're tight on me,
2: so... Oh. Well, anyway, God. we have had the most, uh, between Linda and our first five minutes of our conversation here, we've had the most non-sequitur conversations. Yeah, it's all over the map. <laughs> it is all over the map. <clears throat> Richard Clark joining us here on the show. Really, uh, we listen, we're going to have, uh, we're going to play ceiling floor uh, for the NBA. Uh, when are the first games? Like the first week of November, I guess? Or is it, uh, is yes, it actually at yes. the end of October?
1: Uh, no, I know think they start well you know what now that you mentioned that uh i do think they got some around halloween so god uh, yeah you know they start early
2: i'm actually looking it up uh, nba season 2023
1: 24 uh, yeah there Jesus, it is the
2: season the 24th yeah. tuesday i dude that's just a little bit over a month from right now i mean you know what yeah. dude Let's go ahead and start. We are not going to do what we did with football and have to cram everything in a, a two-week, three-week window. And that was my <laughs> fault, dude, because I just didn't realize. Now that we realize this, guess what we're going to start on next week's uh, Richard okay. Clark appearance. Let's, let's good. start sealing floor for the NBA next week. That's what we're that going to do. That definitely works. There you go. Okay. And that way we're not you know trying to cram everything in in two weeks. So there you go. Starting next week, we'll do that. Man, I'm glad we looked that up, dude.
1: Yeah, that's that that's Right on their doorstep, isn't it?
2: Yep, this is crazy, man. Okay, uh, but <laughs> obviously we'll start that next week. But what are just one or two of the storylines that uh, that going into this twenty three twenty four season that that that's bur- that's burning that's burning in your mind right now, Richard Clark?
1: Well, mine is is what can Denver do to repeat? Are they in a position to repeat? That's my biggest question. Because at the end of last year, I think it was pretty much unanimous across the board that Jovic was the best player in the league. Well, how long is his run going to be? Is is somebody else going to be able to step up? Is it going to be Giannis? Is it going to be Embiid? Is an American player going to finally wake up under 30? Um, those are my storylines going into this year.
2: Okay, well, very good. Hey, I've got to ask you, Jason Bryant's listening right now, and he messaged in and said, will you and Richard be do- – <laughs> you're going to like this. Will you and Richard be doing ceiling floor for the NHL? <laughs> and he actually <laughs> put ha, honest, ha, ha, ha – he actually put ha, ha, ha after that, too. So, will To we, be we- honest, I could probably do half
1: the teams. Okay. But uh, there's a lot of them I don't know. Like, I don't know who plays for Columbus, you know. <laughs> yeah. Some of the other teams, the bigger teams, I kind of know –
2: But, you know. I just thought that was funny that he threw that in. I love hockey myself. You know that. I know you do. I always have. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm thinking about getting – I don't even know if I've talked to Linda about this, but getting like a partial – you know, I had season tickets three years ago. It was before – it was the season before the pandemic. Uh, I I had full season tickets that year. I can't do that, dude, because I only make it at like seven or eight games a year. But I'm thinking about getting partial season tickets this year, dude. If I do, you go with me to a game.
1: Yeah, I'll go to a game. That's awesome. You know, that's, Gwen's never been to anything like that, right? Um, a real, a real baseball game, a college football game, any of that kind of stuff. And I, I kind of want to take her to. I always figured hockey would be good because that's better in person. Same with baseball, but the real, but college football is the one I want her to experience. It needs to be in an environment that. They're good, you know. what I mean, I so,
2: tell you what, dude. I'm gonna. There's a couple of games. You know, I got season tickets for ECU this year to your alma mater, and there are gonna be a couple of weekends when I can't go, dude. You want the time? Ta- I have a parking pass too, dude. You want to go and 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 take your fiance? Uh, maybe
1: so. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that off yeah. air. Yeah. It depends on where we're at because we might be looking at an offer.
2: <laughs> oh, you still want to take her though, dude?
1: Well, like I said, I want her to experience the real thing. Um you know, it'd be nice if we were living close enough to an SEC school that we could do that. Because um, you know, I, I think that's maybe Blacksburg would be good.
2: Hey, get the hell out of here, man! Remember who you're talking to. Hey, I
1: mean, that's a good environment for football when they're good or oh. at the beginning of the year.
2: I got to tell you, dude, I, I've been to I've been to two games. I saw a Virginia versus Virginia Tech game in when I first got here. So it was in 2003, 2004, one of those years. And then remember when uh, they had the shooting on the campus of Virginia Tech. Right. Uh, the right. The right. first game they played after that was ECU and uh, uh I went up there for that uh, for the ECU Virginia Tech game which was uh, and I'll give you that dude especially with just the tragedy that had happened up there and it, it was a pretty amazing environment and uh have you seen that it's not a meme but the uh the video that's going around where they just the Virginia Tech team's getting ready to run out and they're playing uh Inner Sandman and uh, as much as I hate tech and believe me, I do, man, I agree with you on that, man. When they, when the, when the team comes running out to enter sand, man, and you got, yeah. what? 60, it's a great people, yeah, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's loud. And I like that. I'm kind of partial to that song anyway. And it's a pretty good environment, dude.
1: Well, to be, to be fair, you know, if we're really going to be honest about it, that's probably the best football environment in this region, honestly. I mean, who's better, Clemson?
2: I was about to say Clemson. And that would probably be yeah. Clemson's got a very that's it. good environment. That's I what I mean. So we'll, you, yeah. you start
1: going north, we're, we're, you're going to go way north before you find something good. Well, dude, and so, I'll tell you this.
2: South Carolina, believe it or not. Uh, Williams-Brice State. Yeah, I've dude. been to Columbia. I've yep. been to Columbia.
1: Yeah, yep. they're not too bad down there either. But that's SEC, so that's a little bit different.
2: <laughs> dude, you right. Now, I hope they have uh, – bear in mind, I've, now, I've not been to a USC – or USC, that's Southern Cal. I've not been to a Gamecocks game – home game dude since i moved to eastern north carolina so this is talking late 90s early 2000s i did a couple of games down there i hope they have fixed the press box because the last time i was in there dude i'm sitting at my station in the press box you know you know typing something on my laptop at the time and you know looking out at the stadium and then when uh they came onto the field the press box shook so much, dude, that it looked like remember Jurassic Park where the water starts dipping right. in the glass? It was like that and my pen falls off my my table and everything, dude. It was the press box was that Shoddily is that a word? Shoddily built that, and like I'm talking to the guy next to me from the Charlotte Observer, and I'm like, "Is it like this every time?" And he's like, "Yeah, you just have to brace yourself for, uh, you know, when the fans really start cheering." I hope they fixed that press box since then, because that was a uh, that was a little unnerving. Rich,
1: no, I think that that stadium still bounces, Ugh. you know, when people start jumping. I think, but again, like you, I haven't been since ECU played them back in the day. Wow. You know they were on the schedule every year there for a while um, yeah. so it's been a while since I've been in that direction too
2: well let's let's and then uh, you got
1: Knoxville, which oh, is great, Lord, except yeah. for the the worst fight song in the history of college <laughs> football but
2: well, if you want and I've done a couple of games there too, if you want Rocky top stuck in your head for a, oh my god! A, a week yes. or so after, dude. I mean, because they only hey, they only sing it like you know, I don't know, 25, 30 I'm times during time. the game.
1: Yeah, no, oh, it's more literal. than twenty five. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah it it I, I guarantee is, it's yeah. more than that. My my cousin played football there, so oh, wow. trust me. I, yeah, I know all about how much they play that song. It's it's. By by the fourth quarter, you're just like, oh, my God, really, not again.
2: Well, put so. your fan hat on for a second because I'll, we've got to talk a little ECU football. In fact, we're going to do uh, our second hour guest today. Is Phil Constantino is the assistant athletic director for broadcasting and strategic communication for Gardner Webb University. He will be joining us. That's their opponent this week, uh, and he's going to give us a lot of insight to uh, the running Bulldogs, which I think is. Oh, by the way, dude, I, I had to ask you this. <laughs> I made the announcement yesterday that there is no way, no how, no anything that uh, ECU loses to Gardner Webb this uh, this Saturday, and if they do, I was we were I, I was trying to get listeners to come up with ideas for. What I should do, and pretty much a consensus is, I have to adopt a bulldog. I have to either buy a bulldog or adopt a bulldog from the SPCA and give Molly a uh, running partner here. Uh, what do you think about that idea? That's if ECU. <laughs> oh boy, uh, you're, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: That's, that's a big commitment, there, right? yeah, buddy. Yeah, you're talking about, uh, you know. So, good luck with that one.
2: What do you know about it? Because I've never had a Bulldog, obviously. Have you ever had one?
1: Well, not, it's not a pure breed, but like, you know, Daisy's from that group. And okay. the one I had before, Daisy Rowdy, was from that group. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're great dogs. They just, um, they're not as, well, Molly's older now, so it might be okay.
2: Yeah. They're hard-headed. Okay. <laughs> You mean like Linda? Ha ha! Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I'm well, get in trouble. I'm gonna get in trouble for that one. Okay, uh you know, you're an E we should let everybody know if they if they don't know. Richard Clark is a proud ECU alumnus, and uh you are. You're a fan, you're an alumnus. Uh your thoughts on uh, uh Linda said no bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> well Landa, uh, yeah. Linda, we better hope yeah. that ECU wins on uh, Saturday then. But uh your thoughts, I mean are you worried? 0 and three right now Let me tell you my thoughts real quick, and I wanted to get your reaction to that and then get your thoughts. I honestly, Rich, I think EC, when you look at their full schedule right now, other than the SMU game, which is in a couple of weeks, dude, I think they've gone through the hardest part of their schedule right now. I mean, Michigan is what it is. But, dude, Marshall is really good. Appalachian State, I don't have to tell anybody. That's a good program. Dude, they've got SMU coming up. And I think it's a pretty easy schedule from there. I see a road to seven and five from here. Here's what was crazy to me. Uh, Did you see that uh, John Gilbert, the athletics director, uh, put out a statement yesterday where basically he lit a light under uh, Mike Houston's seat. I mean, he is talking about sitting on a hot seat. Where he is, con- just like Pirate Nation, he is concerned with the slow start to the season. He has expectations for the season. And I'm just doing, did you see that letter that he sent out to uh, Pirate Nation? I, I did
1: not. I did not.
2: Ooh, let's see if I can find this for you, real quick, and I'll give you some uh, highlights from it. Basically,
1: was- he called him in and
2: he called him to the, to the door. Yeah, dude, here it is. I found it. Here you go. Pirate Nation, as you know, East Carolina football competes in Division I-A, the highest level of athletic competition within the NCAA. Our participation in this highly competitive environment requires high levels of resources (coughs) and high levels of preparation. We expect high levels of performance both on and off the field. At ECU, our investment of resources in our football program also comes with high expectations for sustainable success. Our donors and fans share our high expectations. In fact, our recent back-to-back bowl games has only elevated our expectations. While our administrators, staff, coaches, and student-athletes work tirelessly with each striving to do their job, our season is off to a disappointing start. Our mm. fan, uh, Let me keep going, dude. Our fans and donors have every right to be concerned, and I have shared with our athletic director team that those concerns are an expression of your own expectations of our football program. I assure you that no one wants success more than Coach, and he's talking about Coach Houston there. His staff and our student athletes, they're taking every measure to produce a product on the field that meets those expectations. Here's the, you ready? You've been waiting for the money line. Are you ready for it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I remain confident and supportive in Coach Houston in our football program. I have shared with Coach that as a department, we remain focused on striving for excellence in all facets of our operations. We acknowledge that our competitive success is the sum of our parts. I know Coach Houston and our entire athletic leadership team remain committed and focused on success. As always, thank you for your investment, blah, blah, blah. Dude, <laughs> is there anything scary? You and I are men of a certain generation. We've seen coaches come and go in every sport in every uh, team. I would be this line right here. I remain confident and supportive in Coach Houston and our football program. Why did he feel Where, the need to put that out, Rich? Well, who is this letter to? Uh, to the to Pirate Nation.
1: Yeah. See, that's you're gone. Dude. If he don't he don't win out, he's gone. That that letter right there was, uh, oh, we see what's happening in Boulder. We're we're behind the eight ball. Bye.
2: <laughs>
1: but look, all right, let's be real. Let's get back to the reality. Here's the reality. We didn't really win with a six-year quarterback. And in college football, that is all it takes is an experienced quarterback, period. You can win if your quarterback is legitimately experienced. And we weren't winning then you knew it was going to be a step back with some new, well, new guys at this point. Um, so I, I'm not I, – I wasn't, as I stated on this show prior, I wasn't overly confident going into the year. Um, I think the offense is a mess. It has been really since he got here. And and I guess there's some perspective in that because even going back to the Steve Logan years, we could count on the offense to look a certain way. Um, and to Mike Houston's credit – the defense has been better, much better than it was in the previous probably two decades, honestly. But the step back for the offense is the real problem. And then you're compounded by the, the comparisons to these other programs. Now, could we have done the Dion thing? Probably not. But we could have replicated some of the other things that have happened, um, you know, with the portal and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's really what that letter is about. Because at this point, with the portal and and the NIL money, you're gonna need money to to be competitive. Period. I mean, that's what it is. So,
2: let me ask you this again: That voiceless through Richard Clark, uh, uh, news editor, Carteret County News Times, Online dot com, proud ECU grad. As we're talking a little ECU football, dude. Again, my number one thing was, and I know fans are complaining. I mean, all you got to do is get on Facebook, get on message boards, and you can see it going on. But you know what, people. Goodness gracious, that snuck up on me. Sorry about that, dude. Uh, but uh, you know, people are going to complain if they were three and zero right now, which they wouldn't be, or even two and one. There would still be people complaining right now. Why did he feel the need to write that letter, dude?
1: Because he's, he's getting ready to get rid of this guy or put the pressure on. He wants everybody else to put the pressure on the, the AD to make the call. God, That's man. what that is.
2: Well, well,
1: I mean, you know, let's be realistic. Forget all the periphery stuff and the window dressing at the end of the day you've been what couple games above 500 the last few years and now you're starting zero and three and you know and, and what other school is that not a kiss of death
2: you know, i you agree know. with that but dude people need to remember here here's I, Again, I'm telling people not to freak out here. And and these people who are all now like, oh, who's going to be the next coach to come in and all this, that, that's just ridiculous. I honestly feel, and I'm not being, I know I'm super Homer here, Rich. You've experienced it for 20 years with the way I am. But I, honest to God, I'll say it again, Richard. I think that ECU has played the hard part of their schedule. Other than, like I said, SMU, don't get it twisted. SMU is a really good football program. Uh, And I think that that Thursday night game, that's going to be a tough game for the Pirates. I think they've played the hard part of their schedule. And when we're looking at seven and five and we've already got a bowl invitation, I really think this team is capable of it. Now, it begins, I I hate to say a must win and line of demarcation and all that. But, dude, I'm telling you now, Rich, you don't beat Gardner-Webb and FCS program. And I'm not denigrating Gardner-Webb. We've got their uh, director of communications coming on in our next hour. But ECU should beat Gardner Webb with an arm tied behind their back and uh, sure. playing barefoot and uh, and all that. ECU should beat Appalachian State. Period. Eh, I would. I, that's I'm going to disagree with you on that one. They should have beat Marshall. I'll give you uh, Appalachian's a good good program, and they've built themselves up to be a good good program, dude. I, yeah, and uh, what ten years ago they were Division Two. It was actually less than that, wasn't
1: it? Well, like, that's my point. That's exactly my point. Look what they did, and then look what you did. That's my point. Wow. And then I'll push back on the hard part of the schedule. Rice, SMU, they'll split those at best. San Antonio, I watched them play the other day. (laughs) They're not a slouch. No, they're not. Tulane, we always struggle with Tulane, especially if it's down there. I don't know where this one it's is. It's at home. It's at home. Okay, well, maybe we got a shot there. Florida atlantic got athletes. Navy, Navy, didn't Navy either beat Memphis or push Memphis the other day?
2: Yeah, and then they beat us last year. Remember, Navy beat right. ECU at home last year.
1: That, yeah. With, with our, our
2: eighth-year quarterback.
1: And then you close up with Tulsa. So, eh, you know. If, if they go 500 the rest of the way, you're still coming out pretty rough. I, 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 do, I don't know. I Do I think that Mike Houston's a bad coach or any of that stuff? Absolutely not. He came into a situation where the cover was completely bare. Completely bare. Yeah, I agree with But you. I, I think there's been some extreme oversight with the offense. Um, I heard from some other sources that it's pretty – let's call it old school. Um, so, you know, well, I think that there, there's some steps that need to be taken in that direction. Um, and they were visible last year, going into last year, at least offensively. Again, I will say this guy, I give him all the credit in the world because the defense is way better than it's been for a long time. Yep.
2: Right. I do. When you hold Michigan to 30 points at their place on opening weekend, that's what I'm saying, dude. And I mean this in all sincerity, I swear. And I know I'm going to go against everything that you know about me, Rich, but I'm not being a homer when I say this. I think there is still that road to seven and five. I really do. I said it before the season started. I had them going one and two. In the uh, in the first three games of the season, and then going seven and five, I think six and I think so. Maybe I need to revise that to six and six. But dude, six and six is still a bowl team. Yeah, but is that really where you want to be? No, 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 no. But I and I agree. No, you don't. You want to be nine and three or ten and two. I'm just saying right. with the reality of what we're facing right now with zero and three. That I think six and six is completely doable. I think seven and five, like I said, I still think is doable. Uh, Jason asked a good question that he wanted me to ask you real quick here, dude. Uh, today, as of right now here, Richard Clark, September the nineteenth in the year of Lord twenty twenty three. Who is the bet? Which college has the best college football team in the state of North Carolina? I think that's a heck of a question, dude.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's a really good question because there's some teams that have really. Play well and apps probably the second best i mean i, I guess you got to go with carolina right Ugh. um yeah i know right i will say <laughs> this drake may can make the throws now whether he can get to the next level and become the next you know whatever remains to be seen but he he played well i saw him make the throws that you go oh okay you well, know what
2: i mean I, how surprised have you been with sam howell because i gotta tell you I have. I been, told man. you. You did. You did. You did, dude. Sam Howell is legit. Now, is he Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or I was about to say Joe Burrow, but good God, Joe Burrow started out so bad. But is he a top tier quarterback, Sam Howell? No, but I tell you what, dude, he's a we don't know that, though. quarterback. We
1: don't know that yet. Yeah, you're and, right. and you got to remember that the, the Eric enemies, This is the second game in Washington. What happens if they get comfortable with one another? You know, and how much how much backing are they giving Sam Howe? Because I'll say this about Sam Howe, he's not scared. No. Um, so that that goes a long way to leading men in in a football game as a quarterback.
2: Well, he is you know, getting, good. getting
1: back to getting back to your uh, the question about the about the best team in the state. That's the one that gnaws at me the most because ECU should be and and forget what you think you know north carolina has never been that right but even though they have all the facilities and state has been extremely up and down wake forest is what it is Appalachian state's new and upcoming what's that leave that leaves ecu this whole region east of 95 to be good and we just have never been able to take that step ever wow
2: well, let me ask I mean, you, are that still me talking about candidates. a Peach Bowl team. I know, dude, from 1992, 31 years, which I was there. Were you? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Well, then here would be the candidates, just from the ACC first. Uh, Duke. I mean, Duke beat Clemson. I'd have right to say,
1: now. Yeah, Duke. Duke's got to be in the conversation, but I need to see him play again. Honestly, I've only seen them play what a couple quarters in that Clemson game. Yeah
2: and even that was kind of a lucky game dude i mean they were out game, they were and they lost every statistical uh predator not that good yeah they're not they're not and i think we're going to find out that this week with florida yeah. state i really do yeah but okay so duke's 3 and 0 carolina is 3 and 0 and they've had to they've had a pretty couple of pretty impressive victories wake forest is 3 and 0 right now state is 2 and 1 uh d- 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 so that's our, oh. our four acc teams from North Carolina. Appalachian yep. State is 2-1. and one. Uh, Of course, we've got ECU. They're not even in the conversation. Charlotte is pretty no. bad. Uh, who Charlotte's is D1? Bad. Elon, I guess. Elon, are they D1 or are they FCS? Yeah, I think they're FCS, aren't they? Okay. But think I, I don't know. know. But they wouldn't I don't be know. up there in the conversation. So, dude, I'd have to say at this moment, this is just my opinion, the best ACC team, or the ACC, the best college football team in the state of North Carolina is Duke right now, in my opinion, dude.
1: Mm. We'll see. I think Carolina's better than Duke. I'll say this, too. I think State is a quarterback away from being a good program.
2: Wait a minute. You don't like Brennan Armstrong, the, the Virginia transfer over for the Wolfies?
1: <laughs> Damn it. I, I wouldn't wrong. be thrilled if he was quarterback in ECU, put it that way.
2: Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay, dude. We've got a, a few minutes left here. Uh, I, I. Oh, wait. Let me get a prediction, official prediction, ECU Gardner-Webb. ECU's going to roll, right? <laughs>
1: Let's hope so. Let's say thirty to twenty.
2: Really, that's close? See, I'm thinking this. I, I don't be know anything though. about Gardner Webb.
1: I know nothing about them.
2: Well, they gave so. Appalachian State a good game in the opening weekend, but they ended up losing, I think, forty five twenty four. But I believe they led. They either led at halftime, or it was a one point game at halftime. Over at Appalachian, Gardner Webb did.
1: And you know, here's the thing about Appalachian. They don't jump off the page. You know, remember when the kid that played for the Panthers was there, the Armani, yeah, was Armani Edwards, yeah. Edwards, you know,
2: that's he jumped off the page
1: as the best guy on the field, right? And that's why they were good. I watched that App State-UNC game, and nobody jumped off the page like that. They just played hard-nosed football. And I was like, "Woof!" they're standing in the trenches with the ACC team. See, that's how you can always tell. Can they stand up in the trenches against these teams? And, you know, unfortunately, you haven't been able to do it.
2: Well, you're right about that. Well, dude, I, there is no way, no how, no anything that I'm going to let you get off uh, the air here. and not, hit. Dude, in fact, I was planning on talking to NFL for about 20 minutes. We literally have like five minutes right now. Dude, I, I'm declaring it now. I, I've done it in text messages with you. The Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the ah. NFL right now, dude. Here I, we I, go. I, dude, I, I'm being
1: serious. Trying to put the hex on me already. That's... <laughs> See, I Dude, know what you played is. the
2: two New York teams. What, you've outscored them 70-10 to 10 or something crazy like that? Yeah, but that? We're,
1: first of all, we're not sure. That, let me say two things. Number one, we're not sure that the Giants are good yet. Uh, that, that whole thing with the Cardinals, what was that about? Maybe that was a hangover. The first half was hangover from the previous game. So maybe that's the case. Uh, maybe they're the second half that we saw. Maybe that's who the Giants are. The Jets are struggling right now. The second thing I'll say is this. The, that that went over the Jets for me personally as a Cowboys fan was way more impressive. That is what a real contender is supposed to do to a wounded team. Go out there and beat them down. We didn't have a bunch of flashy plays. We didn't have a bunch of returns for touchdowns. We just went out there and beat them down. And that's what a real contender does. So I'll say that now we're a real contender now. Fifteen and one, 16 and one. Come on, man! Really?
2: <laughs> you didn't even let me build up to it. But that's what I've been sending, no. Richard. That's what I've been sending, Richard, in text messages. Sixteen and one, dude. I'm telling the, you, the Commandos
1: are going to be six and one. Mark my words.
2: God, the Commandos for starters—that's hilarious. Uh, at least you didn't know, call. Right? At least you didn't call them the Commies.
1: Yeah, man. Well, that neither here nor there. But I, I still call them the Redskins. They are what they are. But. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna be. They're gonna at least be four and one. Watch what I'm telling you. Well, dude, at, at the quarter pole, they're gonna be tied for first place.
2: Wow, dude, that's just crazy. That, that's craziness. That's the NFL.
1: That's the NFL. That's why the sixteen and one is crazy. Because you know how good you have to be and how injury free you have to be. Because even the bad teams have that day where they're good. I mean, these are pros, man.
2: Well, dude, think about this, dude. Minnesota last year. Minnesota was thirteen oh, yes. and four last year. You know. And what were, what were they in one-score
1: games? Wasn't it like 11-1 and one or something?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was yeah. some
1: ridiculous stat like that. that they were
2: 0-2 and, and one-score games this year, yeah. dude, after last year. Yeah, you're right, dude. The NFL is crazy. Real quick, uh, dude, Micah Parsons, man. And uh, listen, I hate the Cowboys with every fiber of my being, as you know. I mean, we talked about that last week. We've talked about it in past seasons, too, dude, but – Dude, I have such a man crush on Micah Parsons, man. I can't even begin to tell you. He's not just a – dude, he is a – what did I send you a message? He is a bad man. I mean, he is a bad man, and he's not – you know, he's not 6'5 and 280. I mean, I don't even know what his dimensions are, dude. He's just – he had, if, when's the last time you saw somebody with a nose for the ball defensively like he does, dude? He is around the end of every play. Either he's got a sack or he's got the tackle or he is, you know, uh, teaming up with somebody to get the tackle. Dude, I bet it's, you 75 to 80% of defensive plays, he's in on it or within two yards of it. Is he or is he not?
1: Well, well, he is, but that's not even what he brings, the best thing he brings. Number one – he brings that that fear of wrecking everything you do offensively. There And, again, I go back to saying this. We've had guys along the way that have had a year or two of being, let's call it as as our guy would say, having the championship belt of wrecking offenses. There's been guys. But the only one I remember doing it year in, year out, really, was Lawrence Taylor. Yep. I mean, Reggie White did it for a while, and, and some of the others, Derek Thomas comes to mind, but year in, year out, it was an LT. And Parsons is that guy. Now, can he do it for 15 years? I don't know. That's a long way out. But the one And the second point is he completely changes the dynamic of how you have to do whatever it is you do offensively to block. So he just requires so much attention that we're getting guys out there one-on-one that are legitimately decent players. And they're winning. That's what you're seeing right now. That's what we're doing. Dan Quinn has put him in the middle. Do you notice how many times he ran in the middle, rushed up the middle this, this past game? Dude, but what that's I was more
2: of that game than I should have. But, and, yes, I agree with you, yes.
1: And, and what that's doing is that's putting our defensive ends who are above average without Michael Parsons, one-on-one out there with those tackles. And and that's where you're seeing these guys get these stacking pressures and all that. Um, you know, he, he's a real thing. Bar an injury, he's the real thing. I, I'm going to be sick to my stomach if we don't re-sign this guy.
2: If there is any, even any conversation about it, dude, and I mean this sincerely, I'm not dissing you or dissing Jero, but I'm telling you, man, there shouldn't even be conversation he should michael parsons agent should walk into a, a meeting with jerry and put a number down on the table and say i mean as long as it's within reason i mean not a billion dollars or anything like that. Yeah, but well, he should, if, he a, if he put a, a legitimate number down in front of him and said this is what we want he should break his checkbook out and write that check right there and say thank you for your service and, and
1: well there's a couple things with that okay Nick Bosa just got paid, right? So now all of a sudden you got to deal with that because you know how it works in the NFL. The next contract's bigger. It's what it is, right? Um, so that's the first thing you got to do. The second thing is, what is what is the relationship between Dan Quinn and Mark Michael Parsons?
2: Hmm, that's a good question.
1: Will Will he be? The, will Michael want to go play for Dan Quinn if Dan Quinn takes a head coaching job? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Wow. And they just gave Bosa $170 million.
2: Well, I'm telling you, dude, every freaking fan of every freaking team in this uh, league should be jealous of Micah Parsons. And Micah Can Parsons. you believe 11 teams passed up on him? I, no. But, they, but again, you and said this. I'm taking words out of your mouth. It just shows you how bad uh, scouting is for, and, you know, they spend millions of dollars, uh, you know, doing this you know and they get it wrong, and they get it wrong year in year out dude baker mayfield uh who's the guy that texas a&m that's what johnny manziel dude i mean oh, we could you and wow. i both could list a hundred players that ah. you know that they were wrong on uh, dude i uh, dak prescott and i'm giving you a compliment there's no way dak prescott should have been drafted in what the fifth round or whatever it was he was drafted in i mean You're right dude it just said uh, they don't know okay uh, as we are wrapping up here, the first hour, dude. Uh, thank you, thank you. I mean, uh, this no, has been thank uh, you. this Thanks has for been as, me. Fat, as quick a uh, uh, first hour as we've done with you, dude. I appreciate. I, you.
1: I'm sure that people are like, "What were they talking about, <laughs> dude?"
2: I, well, I can say we did a little NFL, we did a lot of ECU, we did some honeymoon talk. So, I mean, we we just about covered everything, dude. And, and look, let
1: me be clear to all the people out there that probably <laughs> hate on me for this. I'm hard on ECU because, in my view. It's like talking about your brother. Now, just because I say this doesn't mean you can. So, (laughs) well, tell. Just remember that you've
2: been saying this since we were working late nights at the Free Press in the the mid two thousands. What does Richard Clark do if he wins the big lottery? Wins a big Powerball? I I (laughs) roll
1: out the book from SMU and I and I buy me a championship. And I'll take the probation after the fact.
2: You would win a national championship at ECU within three years. Isn't that what you one time said? Within three years. Uh,
1: within three years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's, here's a crazy thing for you. And I, again, this is a little bit rumor. So let's be clear on this. I heard that the ECU lineman that transferred to Oregon. I heard they gave him 300 grand at Oregon. Okay. Now here's, here's the thing. He's probably not even a starter at Oregon. I don't know. I don't, I haven't looked at their roster, but if you're giving a guard three hundred grand to play at Oregon, that might not start. What are you giving the quarterback? Yeah,
2: no, oh, dude, you're millions. Absolutely millions, right? That's for sure.
1: Holy smoke! When I heard that, now again, that could <laughs> completely be conjecture. <clears throat> I do not know.
2: Well i tell you what, Richard Clark, uh, again, I just wanted to make that point, too, that you've been saying this for 20 years, that if you win the Powerball, (laughs) ECU's winning. And you said that wasn't just football, that was basketball, too. Listen, dude, we've got to go. We're six minutes into the second hour here. Rich, thank you so much. We will start sealing floor with the NHL. Oh, no, no, not the NHL. (laughs) The NBA. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Uh, Hey, man, thank you so much, okay? Hey, thanks for having me. There you go. That's Richard Clark uh, coming up here in our second hour. Uh, we're going to hear from Phil Constantino. He is the uh, director of broadcasting for Gardner-Webb University. Uh, we're going to talk uh, some ECU football. I want to see what the temperature is like in Bowling Springs, North Carolina, as they get ready for their big trip uh, east here to take on ECU. So that'll wrap up the first hour. Coming up, the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.